The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3341. Today on our deep dive episode into episode 2 of the Ahsoka series, Toil and Trouble, we're going to talk about what we learned in regard to Ahsoka and Sabine and their relationship. And it seems that we have answers to the questions about whether and how Force-sensitive Sabine actually is. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, as we talked about in the run-up to the Ahsoka series, you know, that shocking reveal of Sabine referring to Ahsoka as Master and Ahsoka talking about walking away from Sabine the same way that she walked away from Anakin, I'm sure it was probably a little bit different, but <laughs> we'll find out for sure soon enough. That brought us to the idea that Sabine was trained as a Padawan by Ahsoka, presumably in the ways of the Force, but it raised the question of whether Sabine actually had some kind of Force sensitivity, whether she had abilities in the Force. And as we explored that in the podcast here during the run-up to the Ahsoka series, one of the things we looked at was the Trials of the Darksaber episode in Star Wars Rebels, where Kanan teaches Sabine how to work with the Darksaber. Now, prior to that episode, we'd never gotten any idea that Sabine was at all Force-sensitive or had any kind of Force abilities. And Kanan, in talking to Hera about his frustration during that training process, said that, you know, certainly the Force goes through all living things, I'm paraphrasing, but then refers to her as being stubborn and, you know, perhaps blocked. And there's some discussion in the Ahsoka series about her being stubborn and headstrong and, you know, maybe that's a, a Mandalorian trait and so maybe part of her own Mandalorian heritage was, you know, playing a blocker in her ability to train and connect with any latent force sensitivity. And then when Sabine tried to train under Ahsoka, apparently it didn't go very well. And as Hera noted that they were both difficult people, <laughs> basically both Ahsoka and Sabine were difficult and that she thought that dynamic would actually work for them. And Sabine said, yeah, yeah, it worked until it didn't. And we don't necessarily know what happened yet where, you know, things went south. But the point that they seem to agree on is that Ahsoka quit, right? It's not that there was some misunderstanding and Sabine walked away or that Ahsoka walked away. There's no she said, she said about this. It is that Ahsoka gave up on this in some fashion. Although Huyang, the you know, Jedi architect droid, is trying to kind of guilt Sabine a little bit in this episode by saying, yeah, but you never told her you wanted to come back. And as Huyang would say, I think that's irrelevant. <laughs> You know, if Ahsoka is the one who, you know, left, then Ahsoka should be the one saying, hey, I kind of want you back. And it, yeah, it shouldn't be for Sabine to be making these overtures necessarily. It should, you know, I think Sabine's right when she's saying, yeah, she doesn't want me. She's not saying she wants me. She's not talking about it at all. Yeah, I agree with her. I do think that Ahsoka should be extending the olive branch first. 
but specifically to the point of the training and the abilities. So the conversation that Sabine and Huyang have while Sabine is healing in the med bay is you know, crucial to our understanding in that regard. First of all, you know, they talk about the lightsaber, which Sabine tries to say it's Ezra's lightsaber, and that's a self-pitying thing. Uh, but Huyang you know, calls her on it and says, like, you've made modifications, you're using it now, it's your lightsaber, and then asks if she's kept up with her training. She says, obviously not. Again, still just kind of down on herself for what happened. And Hu Yang, to his credit, says, well, then perhaps it's time to begin again, which is that line that we heard in the trailer, which was very exciting when we got to hear it. Now we know the context for why. But <laughs> even though he says that, then he also just kind of buries her and says that he has known a lot of Padawans over the centuries, and it is literally centuries. I think we're, what, 500 years for this robot? And 75% original parts, which is pretty darn impressive. But for the centuries that he's known Padawans, he says to Sabine that, um, uh, what is it, that your aptitude falls short of them all. And that's just in terms of her talent and her abilities. I mean, that's about as brutal an evaluation as it's ever going to get. It's coming from somebody who has no emotional investment, who's not you know, looking at this as an opportunity to tear someone down or anything like that and take advantage of that. This is just cold, flat, calculated, nope, that's just the way it is. And Sabine, I would say, quite naturally reacts by saying, well, then I'll just stop wasting everybody's time. And Hu Yang, you know, surprises by saying, the only time you're wasting is your own and hands the lightsaber back to her. And so despite the fact that he's evaluated her and says that <laughs> in terms of talent and ability that she is basically the absolute dead last person Padawan that he has ever seen across multiple centuries that she's still worth the effort. But she's already a talented fighter to begin with and a prodigy with weapon systems and whatnot, so she already has a lot going for her to begin with. And ultimately, maybe what this training will entail is getting her to more easily access, say, flow states, for example, like how Hera and, say, Han Solo can be such amazingly good pilots and seemingly you know, able to do things that are absolutely impossible for other people, but it's just because they're somehow able to you know, connect unconsciously with that flow state kind of ability and maybe that's what ultimately Ahsoka is training Sabine to do as well because even if she doesn't have the ability to levitate stuff or force choke stuff there are still opportunities for her to grow. And that's what I've got for you on our deep dive episode from episode two of this first season of the Ahsoka series, Toil and Trouble. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.